She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. V I C I I pronounce it Vicky. Hey there, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. Well, today I'm bringing to you what I feel is going to be a very lackluster episode. But then again, like I say, I don't watch these episodes ahead of time, so maybe this one could surprise me and end up being good. I feel like I definitely did see this episode when I was like maybe eight years old when it was in reruns. Because when this show premiered, I, th- I believe it was 1985, I only would have been like three. So I don't think I was watching Small Wonder when I was three. So, season two, episode eight, entitled Who's the Boss? No, it has nothing to do with Tony Danza and Judith Light and Alyssa Milano and Danny Pintaro. It doesn't have anything to do with that show. <laughs> this episode aired November 1st, 1986. So we are getting close to the end of 86 and soon to be entering 87. So in this episode, yeah, it's this is a hot fever dream sequence, everybody. Jamie has a dream that he's the boss of his parents. Jamie is what, 11 maybe close to 12 at this point. Don't you think he's a little too old to be I want to be the boss of my parents. That sounds like something a six or eight year old would dream about, right? (laughs) But apparently uh, people on IMDb love this episode because it's been rated an 8.2 out of 10 based on 13 ratings. Wow. Okay. You know what? Maybe I'm misjudging the episode. Maybe it will surprise me. I don't know, but I'm excited to find out whether this is just a stinkereth episode or whether it's really going to wow me. This episode was directed by Peter Baldwin. Writers Warren S. Murray, who I believe the character of Warren was created. I think his name's also Warren Murray, right? Uh, written by Bruce Kane. Howard leads the creator. Okay. And let's see if we got anyone who is not a regular cast member. Nope, no guest stars. Just supposedly Harriet and and Reggie's going to make a return. Oh my goodness. Are they going to be in the dream sequence? This is probably... You would chalk this up to... One of those episodes that you're like, oh, it's it's a, a filler episode. That's what they're called. The ones that are just, excuse me, they're just there. They don't really have a big meaty plot. That actually is going to come in um, October. Is the Paula episode. Jamie's classmate who he's assigned to tutor a girl who stutters. So, okay, so uh, good for... That they're getting a serious episode in there in November. Okay, let's see if there's any user reviews that aren't just a giant synopsis of the show itself, the episode itself. I'm not seeing any. I'm really not seeing any. All right, without further ado, first off, if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. If you want to follow the podcast, on social media, it does have a Facebook page. Just type in Small Wonder Podcast. The She's a Small Wonder, Small Wonder Podcast will pop up. And this show, I am actually, it's a monthly podcast. I cover an episode a month. Yes, it took me two years to complete season one, and that's how I plan to do <laughs> the rest of the other seasons. Now, I have season one and two on DVD. Season three and four, we'll see how the quality goes with the episodes that I've gotten. But, um, yeah, just, I am doing these in chronological order because it's been so long since I watched these episodes. You know, some I don't believe I've ever seen before. Some I watched in reruns when I was, like, eight. So, all this material is 100% fresh to me. So, I pretty much just, I watch the episode and I comment along with it. So, where you can listen to this podcast, this podcast is specifically on... The Looking Back on My Wonder Years, A Wonder Years podcast. 
So you can go to iTunes and Apple Podcasts. You can also listen on SoundCloud as well. Aside from Small Wonder, I occasionally do... I've covered episodes of Mr. Belvedere, of Growing Pains. My main focus, of course, is Full House. I've completed all six seasons of The Wonder Years. The reboot of The Wonder Years is coming up next month. I do plan to cover that one. Probably, I would like to say, maybe an episode a month. So we'll see how that goes. I actually have been toying with the idea of being its back to school. Um, I have been occasionally covering an, an episode of Boy Meets World here or there. And I do want to cover a uh, Growing Pains episode being September's coming up. With the way that school is functioning right now, I really thought it would be good to cover the homeschooled episode with Ben who's skipping school and Maggie decides to just teach him at home. I thought that would be great for the circumstances right now for kids that are either in school or at home learning virtually. So I will cover that one either in September or October. So look for that. I miss I miss the Saver family. I really do. Uh, January, I do believe I want to finally get to Different Strokes. This is another show I've covered, I believe, like five to six episodes of season one. And I decided I'm not going through every single episode. I watched all the episodes in 2019. There are some that are just... No, I'm not touching with a 10-foot pole again. And those ones are pretty much the hit-or-miss filler episodes. But I did make a list of episodes from seasons 1 through 8. Picking A lot of them are serious episodes. The one I do plan to cover in January, I believe, is Arnold's Girlfriend. It's a two-parter where Arnold has to have his appendix out and he is roaming with a white girl whose father is clearly very racist and does not like the idea of his daughter roaming with a young black boy. So Arnold and his new girlfriend, his new friend, decide to take off and leave the hospital. And then everyone's got to find, uh, oh my god, such a good, good episode. But I do plan to cover episodes of Different Strokes in 2022. It almost feels like I've made so many damn commitments to so many things. It's like I, I've spread myself so thin that it's like, okay, pulling back. I'm focusing mainly on Full House and, you know, some Fuller House episodes. But occasionally I'll throw out a Growing Pains and Different Strokes. Occasionally a Mr. Belvedere, Boy Meets World. I do still have that Everwood podcast that uh, I plan to chip away at on occasion as well, so... Anything, um, also, and like I said, Small Wonders, a monthly podcast, I do an episode once a month. Currently in season two, started that in January, and then in 2022, I will be, at the end of 2022, I will be finishing up season two, and we'll see how for 2023, how season three of <laughs> Small Wonder goes with the, uh, the videos that I got there. So, all right, all right. I have talked enough. I'm ready to get into this lackluster filler. Hopefully, it surprises me in a good way. Episode. While I wait for the disc to load, has anyone else been getting into some of the fall? They've been putting out fall snacks. Uh, I really like the Twinkies, the pumpkin spice Twinkies. Mott's put out. Mott's Apple Juice put out a Apple Cider Fall Spice, and I'm drinking that right now. It's not bad. My family, I don't know if they still they if they still do apple cider because my you know family's farm is apple orchards and fruits and veggies and all that stuff. And uh, I don't know. Sometimes my stomach just never really agreed with the apple cider, but. This isn't bad. I like that they threw a fall spice into it. So definitely, definitely while while it's here, if you guys like fall type of foods and snacks and drinks and whatnot, I mean, everyone's like, oh, it's pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice is here. I I think I did see the pumpkin spice latte thing, Starbru Starbucks at my local grocery store. So I might have to try. I'll have to try that where it's 
I can bring it home and put it in the fridge. Because it is currently... I bet anything, it's got to be like 99 and feels like 106 or something. It was like that yesterday. Let me see here. 95 and feels like 102. Yep. My husband loves this weather. <laughs> I went for a walk today and I only went for a half hour walk. It's like, ugh, broiling out. So yeah, currently what I'm watching is Diary of a Future President on Disney+. Plus. Season 2 just dropped on the 18th of August. I just found out October 11th, The Babysitter's Club on Netflix. Season 2 is dropping, so I'm going to rewatch Season 1. I'm so excited. I'm so... And of course, found out last Friday that... Punky Brewster, the 2021 series on Peacock, sadly has been canceled. I've only covered the first episode on the Punky Power podcast, um, and I'm going to make that a slow roll and just put them out. I'm going to stretch it out. I'm going to stretch it out because we only have season one. All right, let's jump into who's the boss. As I'm watching the credits here, and just looking at Dick Christie, who plays Ted and... Marla Pennington, who plays Joan. And I'm just thinking of all those hot TV dads from the 80s and 90s, or hot TV moms from the 80s. I mean, you had Joanna Kearns from Growing Pains. I don't know if anyone said maybe family ties, family ties but it just, it seems like I would definitely put Marla up there with, with the hot moms of the 80s, definitely. Dick Christie, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, if you if you kind of stack him against, like, Alan Thicke from Growing Pains, you also have uh, Joel Higgins from Silver Spoons. I spent almost two years covering five seasons of that show, and I gotta say, while I was covering it, I I had a, a, a crush on Joel Higgins. Oh boy, did I have a crush on that man. <laughs> okay, we have sexiest TV dad. So we got Frank Lambert, played by Patrick Duffy, Step by Step. Jesse Katsopoulos, played by John Stamos, Full House. Don't know who that is. No, I want, like, 80s dad. What in the world? Well, that was for short. <laughs> Okay, so this is 50 greatest TV dads. Cliff Hextable, Ben Cartwright, John Walton Sr., Charles Ingalls. I could definitely see of the 70s, like, Charles Ingalls, Michael Landon being a hot dad. Or as I refer to, <laughs> Joel Higgins is a hot daddy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I'm, ugh. They need to remove Reverend Eric Camden. They need to remove Stephen Collins' name after... No, he does not deserve to be on this list. Yeah, you got Andy Taylor. You got Stephen Keaton, Dan Connor from Roseanne, Mike Brady. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Uh, Sandy Cohen from The O.C., definitely. Tony Maselli. Homer Simpson, Philip Banks, 100%. Jason Seaver from Growing Pains. Andy Brown from Everwood. What about the dad on, um, yeah, Jim Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210. All right, cool, cool. Tim Taylor, Home Improvement. So, all right, let's, okay, let's, I'm talking, let's get into this episode. Okay, so we come out of the intro. Jamie and Vicky are sitting on the couch watching TV. We, can, of course, can't see the TV, but it sounds like some weird jungle nature show. Jamie is holding the biggest damn remote I've ever seen in my life, and it's basically just a standard deaf TV. What is that shit that's on top of it? It looks like little, like, truck thing. It's like... Jamie's almost 12. He ain't playing with no toy matchbox cars or toy army trucks or whatever that it's supposed to be on top of that TV. So Jamie turns the TV off, sets the remote on the top of the TV and says, 
Wow, that was terrific. I don't think I'll ever outgrow those jungle pictures, Vicky. Let me guess. Vicky is going to do sound effects. Oh, she's going to do a lion's roar, I bet. That was terrific. I don't think I'll ever outgrow these jungle pictures, Vicky. Oh! So is he's watching Tarzan? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jamie, it's a jungle in here, too. Clean up this mess. No problem, Mom. Vicky, pick on my things, please. Uh, oh, no, you no. don't. Clean them up yourself. Really? You've got to learn some responsibility, young man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why is it in a sombrero, Ted? A simple good morning would have handled it. Honey, come on. I'm just getting in the mood for our Mexican cruise next weekend. Three days, two nights of heaven. I can do that dance. Oh, you can? Okay, wise guy, show me. It's a good thing your head wasn't in it, Dad. Yeah. Vicky has fun. Hey, Vicky, uh, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Yeah. I sure think this hat's seen it. its last dance. You can throw it away. Throw it away. Ted, as much as I'm looking forward to our cruise, let's not put El Cardo before El Horso. We can't go unless there's a cancellation. Honey, come on. We are numero uno on the waiting list, huh? And the guy said they always have a cancellation. Yeah. I can hardly wait. Relaxing all day by the pool. Shopping in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Mariachis, margaritas. Shopping in... Acapulco. <laughs> Strolling around the deck with the with a wind blowing through my hair. Shopping in Cabo San Lucas. <laughs> Are you two going on the same cruise? <laughs> well, everything's picked up. Thank you. I'm going out back to shoot some baskets. What the hell, oh, man? Hold it, hold it, hold it, no, hold it. Back you just up the bus shit here, on Shimpo. the couch. Now, I want you to pick everything up again, put it back where it belongs. Then I want you to go out to the front, take the trash cans out, and rake the leaves off the lawn, okay? Orders, orders, orders. Everybody tells me what to do. That's one of the joys of parenthood. Well, if I do everything around here, what do you two do? Oh, not much. Just cook and clean and sew and market and... Pay the phone bill, the gas bill, the electric bill, make the car payments, make the mortgage payments. Boy, you ask a simple question. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I could let them turn off the electricity, laundry. turn off the gas, take away the car. Or maybe you'd like to pay for them? Me? Yeah, really. How can I pay for them? I'm just a kid. Grown-ups are supposed to pay for those things and kids are supposed to enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. It's like the law of supply and demand. Yeah, you demand and we supply. <laughs> Jamie, we expect all your chores to be done by the time we get back from shopping. That's right. Oh, Jamie. Yeah, Dad? One more thing. Very important. If a Mr. Willis from a travel agency calls, tell him to hold the cabin. We'll be back by four. Got it? Yeah, got it. Okay. Have a good time shopping. Oh, Dad. Don't forget your loving son who loves surprises, especially bicycles. <laughs> so, yeah, Joan comes in and she's telling Jamie to clean up this mess, which is a, it's not a tennis racket. It looks like, um, not racquetball, but I don't, a badminton type racket and uh, space shot, just a bunch of you know, toy junk and stuff. He's just got sitting on there. Not a coffee table, coffee table. It's like, um, and it's not an ottoman either. It's, it's just, it's whatever. Anyway, so she tells him to clean up his shit. Like, go take your shit, put it where it needs to be. You need to clean up this mess. So he's like, oh yeah, I'll get to it later. 
And then he's like, come on, Vicky, let's go out and shoot some hoops. And she's like, no, you need to take care of your mess now. He's like, okay, I picked it up. And then he puts it on the couch. No, actually, I'm sorry. He was going to have Vicky do this shit for him. Are you serious? And she's like, uh, when I said take care of your stuff, I meant you. You don't have a third party coming and do it for you. You, you don't. Ugh, this kid does not learn. So here comes Ted with a giant ass sombrero on his head, on his head, and he's got a rose in his mouth, and he's doing—I I don't know where they call it, the Mexican hat dance or whatever the hell you call it—but they're going on a cruise to Mexico, and Cabo San Lucas, and Joan wants to shop, Ted wants to lounge by the pool, drinking margaritas. And apparently they gotta wait for a cancellation? That's the only way they're going on this trip? And, and Joan says, well, don't count the, the cart before the horse. We gotta wait for a cancellation. We may not even be able to go on this trip. And Ted tells her that, no, the travel agent said people always cancel. They always, always cancel. So... They're going to go shopping, and just before they leave, Ted's like, hey, if the travel agent calls, tell him to hold the cabin. So, they're going on a cruise that takes them to a- Oh, the cabin, like the cabin on the- Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. The cabin, like, on a cruise ship, gotcha. When I said cabin, I immediately thought, like, a rustic cabin somewhere in the damn woods. Like, oh, they're going on a cruise and then going to a cabin somewhere in the woods? No, it's- okay. So, yeah! Jamie gets all that shit gathered in his arms and just like, okay, I picked it up. And he puts it right on the couch. And he grabs the basketball and goes to zip out the door into the kitchen, into the backyard. Ted grabs, this is another tactic where he will grab Jamie by the back of his shirt and drag him or pick him, pull him up off his feet. I don't know whether this is a character choice. I just feel like, it's like, Ted is just rough with Jamie. It's like, constantly grabbing him by the shirt collar, pulling him backwards, lifting him off his feet. Ay, threatening to spank him? Well, we haven't heard that in a bit, but I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that again. Did he just call him El Shrimpo? That's your kid. You're making fun of him because he's short right now? So Ted also says, well, we're going to the market, so you gotta take the trash cans out and rake the leaves off the lawn. And Jamie bitches about the fact that he has to do anything because he's a kid. It's like, what do you have to do? And they're like, well, we pay on the car, we pay the mortgage so you can live in a house, we pay the electricity and the gas and the phone bill and this and that and this and that and this and that. I would have said, oh yeah, we also do your fucking laundry so you don't have to do it. Not to mention, we feed you three meals a day. And keep the pantry well stocked. So, yeah. And they even say, Jamie, if you want to do this shit, go for it. We'll gladly hand it over to you. He's like, no, I'm supposed to be a kid. He's just bitching about the fact, orders, orders, orders. Everyone always tells me what to do. Well, how else is he going to learn how to do shit on his own? I'm like, dude, be happy you don't have to pay a mortgage and you don't have to go to a job for eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, and you don't have to make sure the bills get paid so you can still eat and live and breathe. <sighs> Jamie's what, 11? He's got... A good seven, eight more years until he probably has to start doing that shit on his own. Now, Jamie is just, he's ungrateful. But then again, I mean, this is season two. We've seen how ungrateful this kid is. He's a butt. So as soon as Joan and Ted leave to get whatever they're going to get, they're probably going to get plenty of condoms for their uh, cruise ship. You know, all that sex. They want to make sure they don't have another kid because they have Jamie, the ungrateful brat, and... A robot child. So Jamie is like, fuck this. Throws the shit back in his toys and whatever back on the couch. And he's like, I'm going to go shoot some hoops. Real quick, when Ted says we'll be back by four, there is a 
boom mic, a little mini boom mic thing right above Ted's head at the doorway. I'm like, is that what I think it is? It is. It's a boom mic. I thought they'd never leave. Come on, Vicky, let's play some basketball on the double. On the double. <laughs> oh, he's going to attempt to spin Why it on the globe its finger. Why does the globetrotter do that? Like this. Of course. <laughs> Let the robot do There we go. He's got good swing on that ball, basketball. Show off. <laughs> yeah, really. Now she's rolling it on her head. That's using your head. Oh, here comes Have Reggie. Us. Hey, Reggie. Hey, Reggie. Have I got a surprise. When you stay over my place next weekend, my dad has tickets to see. Get this. The boss in concert. The boss? You mean Bruce Springsteen? I don't mean my mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, totally awesome. Bruce Springsteen, I saw him on television. Born in the USA. <laughs> Your mom and dad will let you go, right, Jamie? Are you kidding? I can talk them into anything. Really? The Big J plays them like a violin. Oh, I'll get with the Big J shit. Great. Listen, I have to go run an errand for my mom. Come over to my house in an hour and we'll hang out. Sure. Catch you later. Catch you later. <laughs> Hi, Jamie. Goodbye, Harriet. Wait. What time will you pick me up for the Springsteen concert? You're not going, girl. How'd you know about that? When Reggie told you, I just have to have my year up against your game. Uh-huh. <laughs> Harriet, if I had two tickets to that concert, and we were the last two people on Earth, I'd still take someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Only my pride keeps me from resenting that remark. Luckily, I don't have any. <laughs> I gotta go. There's the phone. Wait. You can at least bring back a program from the concert. Expensive one in color. Mm-hmm. And he'd also like one of those expensive wall pictures of Bruce wearing a t-shirt, a bandana, and sweat. <laughs> Hello? I'm here to go backstage and have Bruce Fuck take the autograph it for me. Harriet, shut up! Will you stop flapping your lips? No, not you, Mr. Willis. <laughs> yeah, I got it. They should call you back by one o'clock at the latest. But they yeah, won't okay. be back until four. How the fuck's that gonna Can work? I start clapping my lips again. <laughs> no. Harriet, I've never met a woman who can talk nonstop like you. You must have been born mouth first. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> so yeah, here comes Reggie. He's like, hey, guess what, Jamie? When you come over to my house next weekend, my family got me tickets to see the boss, and of course. They're talking about Bruce Springsteen, and Vicky goes on about how she saw Bruce Springsteen on TV, and she does an imitation of him. <laughs> I still remember singing that, Born in the USA, that song. <laughs> no, is that the same song that goes, R-O-C-K in the USA, that song? Is that, that's the same song, right? Are they different? And of course, we gotta get a big J reference. Haven't heard him call himself that in a while. Uh, <laughs> and Jamie's like, oh, my parents, don't worry. I play them like a violin. No big deal. I got this. <laughs> so Reggie's like, hey, when you're done doing whatever, come on over in an hour. We'll go hang out. So here comes Harriet after Reggie leaves because she put her ear up against the gate like, oh, what time are you picking me up for the Springsteen concert? Like, the fuck? How the hell did you hear about that? She's like, oh, I put my ear up against the gate and I heard. Like, yeah, if I had two tickets to Springsteen, I sure as hell would not take you, even if we were the last two people on Earth. I would be taking someone else. Yeah, he'd take Vicky before he ever took. He'd take his mom before he ever took Harriet. Yeah. So, while she is making her demands, like, oh, get me a program if you're going to go to the concert. Make sure it's expensive and in color. And he's wearing his red bandana and his jeans with that tight butt. And 
sweat dripping down his face or whatever. <laughs> so Jamie's on the phone. It's a travel agent. And apparently he wants Ted and Joan to call him back by one. I think it, but I thought Ted said they won't be home till like four o'clock. Oh my goodness. When, when Jamie gets off the phone with the travel agent, he's like, God damn, Harriet, you must have come out of your mom's vagina mouth first. You never fucking shut up. Get out of my house. Goodbye. Slams the door in her face. Okay, I gotta say, if I were given a worst outfit awards for this episode, Harriet's, like, fruit basket looking shirt that she's wearing is just bleh, bleh, bleh. But her pink, blue, and yellow striped socks actually go with her, like, purple, pinkish, yellow hair barrette fluffy things in her and yeah and she's got the yellow shorts with the the lavender colored little belt around them just whenever you see her everything she wears is always color coordinated from the barrettes in her hair to her shirt to her just everything is completely color coordinated how do you like that kid he didn't put the trash cans out front and he didn't rake the leaves and he didn't put his things away either jamie beat your ass jamie is not here he left a message on my tape recorder. All right, what's the message? Push my start button. Hurry, What's the matter with her? She's rewinding. Hi, Mom and Dad. I'm over at Reggie's hanging out. See you later. Yeah, he And when he gets back, I'm going to be hanging out in his bedroom with a ping pong paddle. Play a couple of sets on his behind. (laughs) Then his behind will have to stand at the concert. What concert? (sighs) Born in the USA. (laughs) Bruce Springsteen. That's enough, Vicky. Put Jamie's things in his room, please. Put things in room. Did you tell Jamie he could go to a rock concert? No. Well, neither did I, and I'm not so sure I like the idea. Have you ever seen the kids that go to those things? They got the, they got the, the weird makeup and the orange hair and the, and the real long earrings. It's 85. I never let a daughter of ours go out looking like that. I'm talking about the guys. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I think, he's, I think he's too young for a rock concert. He said he could talk you into anything. The big J plays you like a violin. Oh, shit! <laughs> Is that so? Yeah. Hi. Oh, he's gonna kick your oh, ass. Look. It's Yasha <laughs> I want to talk to you. Sure. But first, Reggie and his dad want to take me to the Springsteen concert. Yeah, I know. said I couldn't go until I did all my chores and checked with you guys. You didn't do any you know, chores. I am. So can I go, please? Please. Need any money for popcorn? <laughs> Ted. I'm sorry, honey. The kid plays me like a violin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks, but he didn't do any chores. Like we'll all be looking forward to a great weekend if we get lucky with the travel agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he called. He said he wanted you to call him back by one at the latest. By the one? Fuck? Didn't you tell him to hold the cabin? We'd be back by four? Uh-oh, I forgot. Shit. I'm going to trade that ping-pong paddle in for a two-by-four. <laughs> Maybe he didn't give it away. Yeah, right. Daddy, how could you forget? What's happening to you lately? Hello, Mr. Willis. Hi, uh, this is Ted Lawson. Yeah, do you have some good news for us? Nope. Yeah? Yeah, but we just got home. I. But... No, I understand. Thanks, anyway. Shit, see, this is no why you need cabin. cell phones. No cabin. Fuck. He would have held it for us, but when we didn't call back, he gave it to somebody else. I'm really sorry, Dad. Yeah? Well, you're going to have the whole weekend to think about how sorry you are, because if we're not going on that cruise, you're not going to that concert. your punishment. Come on, Vicky, let's go. Halt. About face. Where is he taking Vicky? <laughs> Vicky about body. 
And just where do you think you're going? You always send me to my room when I'm being punished. Yeah, but before you go to your room, you're going to go outside and you're going to take the trash out. And then you're going to rake the leaves. Now move it. Hut, 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 throw his Vicky, ass go out keep an eye on Jamie and don't do his chores for him. Move it. Hut, hut, hut. <laughs> do you think you're a little rough on Jamie? No. Honey, he has to learn to handle things like an adult. He can't throw a tantrum every time he wants something. You're right. There'll be other cruises, honey. But I wanted to go on this cruise. I had my heart set on it. I know. You probably I wanted to go. I wanted to go. I wanted to go. So, oh my goodness. The fact, well, when they came in the door at first, I thought they were talking about it. Because they brought in some cardboard box filled with stuff from wherever. <laughs> Maybe it's got the condoms in it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they're talking about the fact that Jamie didn't take the trash out, he didn't rake the lawn, and he, they find out via Vicky's answering machine that Jamie is hanging out at Reggie's. And, uh, and of course, Ted is so angry, we get another spanking joke where he says, well, I'm going to hang out in his room with a ping pong paddle and uh, do a couple uh, sets on his behind or something like that. Like, oh my gosh. So here comes Jamie rolling in, and uh, he's talking about the Bruce Springsteen concert. Well, even before that, when Vicky brings up the concert, and they're like, I don't know if I want, you know, my 11-year-old son going to a, a Springsteen concert. Like, have you seen the folks, the kids that go to these fucking things with the long orange hair and the long, like earrings and shit like that. And Joan says, well, I'd never let my daughter go to one of those. Here's a hot take. Danny Tanner was gonna get, was going to let his eight-year-old daughter, Michelle, go to a fucking Counting Crows concert. Which is total fucking bullshit. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, here comes Jamie rolling in. He's like, oh my gosh, I want to go to a concert. And they're like, well, gee, Jamie, didn't you do any of the shit we told you to do with the fucking lawn, raking up the leaves and taking the trash out? Because at first they didn't bring that up. Because Jamie's like, I want to go to the concert. And, well, even Vicky lets it slide that Jamie's like, oh, the big jig can handle his parents, like, playing a violin. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Ugh. It even brings up, like, oh, you seen the kids that go to those things with the weird makeup and the orange hair and the blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, it's fucking Springsteen. It ain't fucking Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson. Fucking hell. And Springsteen is not bad. I've never been, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty damn tame. Mike Seaver and Jason Seaver from Growing Pains, went to a Springsteen concert. So, yeah. And I'm also like, Ted, it's 1986 for fuck's sake. You haven't even, you don't even know what's in store for you in the next, like, 10 to 20 years. You think kids dress weird now? I, but, bleh, bleh. <laughs> and kids are praying around, like, half fucking naked and shit, it seems like. It's like, I, I don't know what the hell's up with that. No no school would allow that dress code. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Well, that's Vicky having her hands. So there's a racket ball thing. There's a a baseball glove. Uh, I swear, I gotta remind it. I swear there was a popple. That little stuffed animal from the 80s. Who the hell is Yasha Heifetz? That's when you like when Jamie comes in, that's what Joan's like, oh look, it's Joshua Hyfit. Who? Who? But yeah, that's when Jamie brings up the concert and he's like, Yeah, I told him I couldn't go to the concert until I checked with you. See how responsible I am? Can I go? I'm like, You're talking about responsibility when you haven't even done the 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 leaves in the dang garbage. Responsible my ass. <laughs> you neglected that responsibility. Of course it's the 80s, so everyone's got their collar popped. Joan's got her collar popped. Ted's got his collar popped on his polo shirt because it's 1986 
and that's just okay i don't think i ever had a shirt that had a you know i was popping the collar i wasn't maybe because by 1989 i was seven <laughs> i don't i i don't think i i don't even think my dad would maybe on his leather jacket my dad would pop his collar i don't know they actually were gonna yeah and this is what surprised me they all of a sudden did a quick turnaround where they're like, I don't know if I like the idea of him going to a concert. And then they're always like, yeah, sure, you can go. We're going to have a fun weekend. You go to a concert and we get to go to the, uh, on the cruise and whatnot and uh, have lots of protected sex. <laughs> no, it turns out Mr. Williams or Wellington or whatever his name is called. And he said, yeah. He wanted you to call him back by one by the latest. And that's when Ted said, we weren't back till four. You didn't say, hold the cabin. We'll be back by four. And Jamie's like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, because Harriet was distracting his ass and wouldn't shut her fucking mouth. Maybe if she hadn't been there, he would have remembered. But then again, maybe not. The boy had Springsteen on the brain. I don't know what to tell you. Then we get another spanking joke where Ted says, I'm going to trade that ping pong paddle for a two by four. You would physically beat your kid with a damn two by four on the ass? Damn, Ted. Jamie needs to be taken away from me. You are too abusive with that boy. We don't have to see it to know that he is that pissed off. He would probably go and do that. Oh, yeah. Ted jumps on the phone hoping that the guy wouldn't give it away. As soon as that thing was available, he's like, probably give them to the next person. Like, whoever. Because, yeah, they even said they're on a wait list. And Joan, while Ted's dialing, looks at Jamie. It's like, what is going on with you? What is happening? You should be responsible. Yeah, and Ted is like, oh, do you have good news for us? Well, wait, we just got home. But that's not fair. At least Ted is polite. He's not, like, calling him an asshole for giving up, you know, giving that trip to another couple. Like, fuck! Yeah, that'd be me. Ah! So, he's like, alright, well, thanks anyway. And they're really fucking pissed, as they would be. It's like, we told you to do, on top of your fucking chores, one fucking thing that you couldn't even do. Yeah, answer the damn phone all you had to say is, my parents will be back by four. Please hold the cabin. And he couldn't even do that because he had Springsteen on the brain. So they said, well, you're not going to Springsteen. Your ass is going to your room. You're going to stay there all weekend. So if we can't go on our cruise, you're not going to a concert, mister. And Jamie, like a little four-year-old, like, but I want to go. I want to go. So Ted even says he would have held it for us. But we didn't call back. Yeah, and Ted says, well, because Jamie's like, I'm sorry, Dad. And Ted says, well, good. You have the whole weekend to be sorry because if we're not going on that cruise, you're not going to that concert. It's like, yeah, he doesn't deserve to go. And I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't just say, you didn't get your shit done that we asked you to. Of course you're not going to the concert. That would have been the first thing out of my mouth if I were them. Jamie is like, but Reggie already got the tickets. And Ted says, tough. He can take his dad. I mean, hell, his dad's driving him anyways. May as well go to the concert. But then again, who wants to go to a concert with their parent? I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't know. No shame in that. No shame in that. If Mike Seaver can go with his dad to a Springsteen concert, I don't see why Wet Reggie can't go to the uh, Springsteen concert with his father. Joan comes in and says, no way, that's your punishment. You gotta stay here. We gotta stay here. But Jamie takes Vicky like she's the family dog. Like, Vicky, I'm gonna need to rant when I get upstairs. I need you to be my uh, emotional punching bag or something. So Ted's like, where do you think you're going? And Jamie says, well, when you punish me, I normally just go to my room. You send me to my room. And Ted says, no, you're going to go out there and you're going to get the damn trash cans and take care of that. And then you're going to do the fucking leaves. Like you think you're getting out of it. You're still punished, but you're still doing those chores that you didn't, that you neglected to do. 
Again, Ted grabs Jamie by the back of his fucking shirt collar and practically tosses his ass out the front door. Like, go, 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 go. Hut, 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 hut. Move your ass. Here, let me help you. Yoink. Tosses him out the front door. Like he's Jazz from Fresh Prince and he's being thrown out the front door, basically. So, of course, Joan sends Vicky the watchdog to make sure that Jamie does his chores. And also she says, do not do his chores for him. You are there to make sure he completes his tasks. Joan, of course, immediately is like, do you think we were a little rough on Jamie? And Ted's like, no. He needs to learn how to handle things like an adult. I mean, if he starts slacking now, just think what he's going to be like in another seven years when he's an adult and hopefully graduated from high school. We don't need a 24-year-old hanging out on our fucking couch because he decided not to go to college and he's not getting a job. So, yeah. Never too young never too young to learn responsibility and do chores and responsibilities and learn how to take care of themselves. They really should teach him how to do his own dang laundry too. Like and you're gonna learn how to make your own food and all that stuff. He's eleven. That's not too young to start learning how to do your own laundry. But then again, I mean I'm married and Jeremy does our laundry because I do the dishes, so and Ted also adds, you know, he can't throw a temper tantrum. He, he's 11. He doesn't need to be acting like he's for throwing a temper tantrum whenever he doesn't get something. And of course, Joan's like, yeah, you're right. I mean, there'll be other cruises. And of course, Ted says, yeah, but I wanted to go on this one. And then, of course, just like Jamie, I wanted to <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, not to mention... He probably already took time off of work for this. So I guess, oh, well, I, I don't got a cruise on. I guess I may just go back to work. <laughs> so Jamie, of course, is upstairs grousing about the fact that my parents always tell me what to do, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're 11. You live under their roof. They got rules. They expect you to do some simple, simple little thing that someone younger than you could probably have already done and not bitch about it. I mean, yeah, they could have had sex in another country. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Who wouldn't jump on the chance to do that? <laughs> it's interesting because it's in a place we've never done it before. <laughs> There's nothing on this. I hate being a kid. Sometimes I wish I was the boss around here. Uh -huh. Everyone's always telling me what to do. Everyone's always telling me what to do. Yeah, but you're a robot. You know, sometimes I wish my parents were robots too. Oh, here we go. Boy, would I tell them what to do. Favorite dream. Well, it's time for bed. Good night, Vicky. Good night, Jamie. That kid is 11. Don't you think he should be doing something a little different with his bedroom now that he's getting older? Oh, here comes the dream sequence! Woo! <laughs> he's still got that elven now in his nightstand. is going to play out is everything he's saying I wish that my parents were robots and I could tell them what to do it would be so much easier so everything he's talking about this is exactly what he's dreaming as we go into the hazy dream sequence he shuts his alarm off jumps out of bed opens Vicky's cabinet and there we find Ted and Joan dressed just exactly like a carbon copy of Vicky so I guess they need to do a repri or reprise or whatever for the commercial break because they just played this scene going into commercial break. Now they're coming back from commercial break and it's like, oh, in case you forgot or had to go to the bathroom at, uh, before the commercial break, here's a refresher of the beginning of the dream sequence. 
Jungle pictures? Me neither. <laughs> Is this just like a replay of the beginning of the damn episode? The fuck? Is he going to Mexico? I'm really getting in the mood for my Mexican singles cruise next weekend. Mexican singles cruise? Don't put El Carto before El Horso, boss. <laughs> Can't wait. Disco dancing, girls. Happy hour, girls. Nice strolls on the deck, girls. <laughs> so many girls, so little time. Calm your heart. Uh, ha, ha. <laughs> Let's shoot some baskets. Shoot some baskets. <laughs> be no playing until this room's clean, the leaves are raked, and the trash is taken out. Now, move it. Orders, orders, orders. Everybody tells us what to do. <laughs> oh, robots? Yes, yes boss. boss. If Mr. Willis from the travel agency calls, be sure to tell him I'll be home by four. Home, home by four. four. Got, Got it. it. Have a good time shopping. Don't forget your loving robots who like surprises, especially chocolate microchip ice cream. <laughs> okay, this is fucking weird. It's basically the same beginning as the beginning of the episode, only with the robots complaining instead of Jamie. Same setup where all three of them are on the couch. They're watching Tarzan. They're doing the uh, Tarzan chant, roar, whatever you want to call it. And then Jamie is comes in wearing a giant-ass sombrero hat, just like what Ted had on. And then he's talking about going on a Mexican cruise, a singles cruise for an 11-year-old. Talking about the girls, happy hour, strolling along the deck in the dark, girls, and all this. So... The robots decide to go and play basketball. Jamie's like, halt, no, you have to go take care of this living room, clean it up, go and take care of the trash and the leaves and all that stuff. And then they're all like talking, just like Jamie, like work, 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 chores, 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 rules, 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 rules. Ugh. And now that Jamie, yeah, he's like, if the travel agent calls, tell him I'll be back by four. And then Ted, like, as Jamie gets ready to leave, says, remember your loving robot likes chocolate chip, microchip ice cream or something like that effect. And now we see the robots, Vicky, Joan, and Ted <laughs> spinning basketballs on their fingers the, the, like I said, this is a hundred percent feels like a filler episode. Hopefully this dream sequence doesn't last much longer and then that way we can jump back into present day because this is, if it wasn't a rehash of everything that's been acted out in the last 15 minutes, it'd be one thing, but it pretty much is a straight up scene for scene, shot for shot reenactment of everything that happened before. Hi, Reg. I've got big news. Next Saturday, we're all going to see The Boss. Big deal. We see Jamie every day. <laughs> no, not your boss. The boss. Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk? <laughs> oh, apparently Ted like that. Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk. Wow. <laughs> totally Awesome. 
When I think of Lawrence Welk, my circuits go a one and a two. <laughs> Jamie will let you go, won't he? You kidding? We play the big J like a violin? <laughs> Six. Catch you later. Hi, Reggie. Bye, Harriet. human on earth, we'd still take a robot. In that case, you can bring me back a program. Phone. I want the dispenser programs in color that you have to buy. One of those great big wall posters of Lawrence Welk wearing a t-shirt, a bandana, and sweat. What? Do you know Lawrence Welk? Hello. Hello. Fucking weird. I'm sorry, but uh, I mean, if I had to give you know a rating for this episode, which I know I don't do that as much anymore, this would, I think I would even get, I wouldn't even bother giving it a two. I would give it a flat out fucking one. This episode sucks. Uh, and the fact that Reggie's coming over to talk to Vicky and Ted and Joan about going, I thought he was going to say Bruce Springsteen. Like, I got tickets to see the boss. And they're like, well, we see Jamie every, every day. And Reggie says, well, not your boss, the boss. And I thought he was going to say Springsteen, but he says Lawrence Welk. My grandpa would watch the Lawrence Welk show. <laughs> but apparently there is infatuated with Lawrence Welk. As Jamie is with Springsteen. And apparently Harriet's infatuated with him too. It's the same damn line delivery as they go in to answer the phone. And Laura, uh, <laughs> so Lawrence Welk. And Harriet's saying how she wants a program in color. An expensive one of Lawrence Welk. With jeans, a t-shirt, a red bandana, and sweat. So it's like they didn't even change anything about that dialogue. Uh, so here comes Jamie rolling in with I can't see those being puzzles or books I mean I don't even know what Ted had in his cardboard box coming in like I said they probably had a shit ton of condoms to use on that uh, Mexican trip that Ted Joan are just gonna let sit there I guess I don't know um, <laughs> but Jamie what the hell does he have in there model car kits and stupid crap like that so of course he comes in bitching about the fact that nothing's been done the lawn hasn't been picked up the house looks like shit and he's gonna be uh why do i get the failing that they are gonna literally turn on jamie and attack him and then that's how he wakes up screaming out of this horrible hot mess of a fever dream like those robots they didn't take out the trash and they didn't rake the leaves they didn't put their things away either. Robots! Ted and Joan are not here. They left a message on my tape recorder. Play it back. I guess they're hanging out with Reggie. <laughs> Hi, boss. We're at Reggie's hanging out. See you later. When they get back, I'll be hanging out in their cabinet with a circuit breaker. Ew. If their circuits are broken, then we won't be able to go to the Lawrence Welk concert. Lawrence Welk concert? Have you seen the people who go to those things? <laughs> the ladies with blue hair? The men in their polyester suits and white socks? <laughs> They're animals! <laughs> Hi, boss. Robots? You get your rogue butts over here. <laughs> There's no way you're going to that Lawrence Welk concert, and that's final. We can talk you into anything. We, we play, play you like, like a violin. 
you guys have got a concert and I've got a cruise. If that travel agent ever calls. He called. He said to call by one or you lose the cabin. By one? It's four o'clock. If I'm not going on that cruise and you're not going to that concert. Aw, uh, gee, boss. Halt! You're not getting off that easy. About face. Very funny. About everything. Now, march yourselves outside and rake up the leaves and take the trash out. Go! You didn't pay the electric bill. I better call them. Hello? Yeah, the phone don't fucking work. Hello? Where you go, kid? The phone's dead. You didn't, didn't pay, pay the... the phone bill. And here is the bill for the mortgage. You didn't pay that either. We will lose our home. We will lose our cabinet. They'll sell us for scrap metal to Japan. We'll come back as a Toyota. <laughs> You're the boss. Really? The boss pays. You're not the parent. The boss pays. The boss pays. The boss pays. I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid. Just a kid. I'm just a kid. Aren't we all? So yeah, he pretty much tells them, "You're not going to Lawrence Welk because I'm not going on that cruise." So they pull the exact same thing of well. They said, it, he said if you didn't call by one, you'd lose the cabin. It's like, it's four o'clock! What the hell? So, yeah. And he, <laughs> the lights start flickering. He's like, what's going on with the lights? And they said, you didn't pay the electric bill. So he's like, well, I better call them. Jamie goes over to the phone, picks up the phone. Of course, there's no dial tone because he didn't pay the fucking phone bill. Oh, also, he didn't pay the mortgage. And he's like, but I'm just a kid. How am I supposed to pay that? I'm like, well, they can't pay it because they're robots. So, yeah. They're like, we're going to lose our cabinet. We're going to be homeless. The boss is supposed to pay. And they keep repeating that. And Jamie's like, I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid. And then he's coming out of the... Screaming this. And then, of course, Ted and Joan, like, run into his room thinking, what the hell's wrong with our son? Is he possessed or something? Just a kid. I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid. Jamie, Jamie. Jamie, honey. Huh? Oh, man. What a dream I just had. Turned into a terrible nightmare. Well, everything's just fine now. Is it? It sure seemed real. You guys were robots like Vicky, and I was the boss, and I had to support you. I dream that every night. <laughs> I ain't gonna have it. It was awful. Being a grown-up is tougher than I thought. I'm glad you appreciate that. Is well, Vicky okay? Start to pay bills. Well, I'm sure she is. Let's check. Vicky, you okay? Okay. It's all right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that just, boop, that just ended. <laughs> so, yeah, they rush in. He's like, wow, being an adult is hard. Kid, you didn't have to do anything. You're expected to pay bills. You didn't have a job. What? Whatever. <laughs> And Joan's like, it's all right now. Everything's fine. Because Jamie said, oh, it was a dream. It was turned into a horrible nightmare. And you and and Vicky and Mom were robots. And and I had to support you. And, of course, Ted's like, yeah, I dream of that every night. Like, uh, yeah, right. And then, of course, Jamie's like, well, is Vicky okay? So Ted goes over to the cabinet, opens it. Vicky, you okay? She says, I'm okay. He shuts the cabinet. Comes back over to the bed. And then it's like... Well, that's pretty much the episode. <laughs> Jamie, just a quick one and done. Like, he learned his lesson. Being an adult is hard. You didn't have to do anything. You're, he didn't even have to pay those. The, uh, I don't know. Like I said, th that's the end of the episode. Thank the Lord. One out of f five. It was horrible. The dream sequence was just a rehash of the f beginning of the episode. And it was just... A hot fucking garbage mess. I hope you still find some semi-enjoyment in this episode. Because, uh, yeah. Okay, so next month looks like it's going to be a better episode. Let me go back here. <laughs> okay, let's see here. 
season two, episode nine, Papa Paula. Why do I get the impression that someone's going like, to make fun of her or something? Yeah, November 8th, 1986. This one's got an 8 point. That's what I'm saying. Look at this. Who's the boss has an 8.2? Are you fucking kidding me? But Papa Paula has an 8.3, so good for it. And again, that's just Jamie assigned to tutor a girl who stutters. It looks like we got a handful of guest people. Emily Moultrie plays Paula. Has she been in anything? I would reckon she was in the Berenstain Bears. And CBS. You know what? We'll get into that. We'll get into that in October. But there's a bunch of... This guy looks like I've seen him in something. Oh. Oh yeah, he was in an episode of Different Strokes. And Small Wonder. Okay, let's see. What else we got here? See, I want to look... Okay. 8.1. Are you... (laughs) This shit episode... Oh, shit. My shit's fall. This stuff is falling. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. It can't handle all this weight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, this episode that has got an 8.2 ranked higher than episode one of season two, Chewed Out, which has an 8.1. Money, money, money. Episode two is 7.9. 7.7. My te- mother, the teacher. Here comes the judge, 7.9. Home Sweet Homeless, 7.9. Crazy Like a Fox, 7.9. The Older Woman, 7.4. How in the holy fuck did this damn shit episode rank higher than even any of these episodes before it? I would take any of these episodes over this one any day of the week. So, yeah, uh, other episodes to look forward to in the rest of the year. Oh, let's see. So, October is Papa Paula. November is, oh wait, hold on, no, September is Papa Paula, October is You Gotta Have Heart, and then we're gonna swap and do episode 12, Thanksgiving Story in November, and then we're gonna end 2021 with The Shoplifter, and then January is gonna be episode 13, Neighborhood Watch, and then we're just gonna take that through until the end of 2022. Yeah, I, sh- I know. I shit on this episode because it was fucking horrible. I knew going into it, it was going to be a hot garbage dump mess of an episode. And I really was like, I'm not looking forward to it. But you know, like I said, I'm doing every damn episode, even if they suck. So, <laughs> I know. It's a- like, yeah, I really want to watch it now because you said it's fucking horrible. <laughs> but yeah, that's the episode, guys. I hope you find some enjoyment. In the- we got to see Reggie. Which, he is one of my favorite characters a thousand times over of Harriet. So, and plus we didn't have to see Bonnie or Brandon Brindle. So, that's a happy day in my book. That's a good episode in my book. I mean, this is still a hot garbage mess episode. But the fact that we didn't have to see Bonnie or Brandon. Brandon, I could probably take a smidge over Bonnie. Bonnie is just, I can't. I cannot with her. I cannot fucking stand her. Just can't do it. So... And we already had to deal with her ass, like, last fucking episode. So, thank goodness. Alright. I will see you next month with a hopefully a better, maybe even a semi-serious, teachable episode in Papa Paula for September. Bye-bye, everybody.